Well, every blessing to you all. Welcome back to my open air pulpit. Still enjoying our Indian summer. Very warm this morning, breezier than last week, but it's good, it's dry. And therefore, let's make the most of this wonderful weather. Well, I'm still working through the Old Testament and uh, have almost finished Joshua. And next up, I will be arriving at Judges. But I was thinking about returning to the pulpit this morning to look at some more very obscure and tricky to exegete passages. I got an email a few days ago about a passage over in Micah. Micah chapter 5 from memory, speaking about those that were connected with uh, the sons of Jacob. Wonderful question, and it was along the lines of, could these people be the 144,000? And I read it several times, checked some of my reference Bibles. Couldn't be overly sure. And I got back to this brother and I said, you may well be right, I don't know, because it's a vague passage. Micah chapter 5 from memory, I thought I wouldn't want to overly commit myself to saying either way. But it may be so, uh, but every so often you hit a piece of scripture which is really difficult to exegete and you scratch your head and you say to yourself, well it could be this or it could be that, I don't really know for sure, so in that case it's best to sit on the fence. But go to Zechariah chapter 5 and Zechariah chapter 5 is yet another mysterious piece of scripture and it deals with UFOs, it deals with female demons, it deals with once again the invisible world, wickedness in spiritual places and I've been coming up to the open air pulpit for over 11 years now and I have no idea how many videos I have recorded from here, hundreds I would imagine and maybe every so often as I'm speaking to the camera I feel a presence behind me to my right or to my left no not ramblers <laughs> but a spirit and every so often I will stop recording and turn around to see what is behind me never seen anything never uh, come across anything uh, unusual yes people and sometimes people will walk over to me as I'm filming a video such as this and stand over there or stand over there and start asking me questions very unprofessional very off-putting and of course I have to stop recording and have a brief conversation with an inquiring party but that's okay that's normal of course but every so often as I'm at the open-air pulpits a very beautiful high location which I've commended to make videos uh, from this uh, location for many years now every so often I feel a presence around me and I see people at times and I can spot people at times and I can see people uh, looking rather, how can I put it, uh, inquisitively uh, towards myself and sometimes Patrick. We had a very strange event, 2012 was it, 2013, we were going off to uh, Leeds to do an outreach and uh, we got on a train which went to Manchester and as we boarded the train which was going to Manchester, <coughs> there was a guy sitting to my right kept looking over at Patrick and I. As we arrived in Manchester we switched trains to go to uh, Leeds. The same chap sitting to my right got on, the, uh, got on the same train going to Leeds. This time he's sitting right in front of me and he's watching us all the time. We arrive in Leeds, get off the train, he gets off the train. We uh, went to the kiosk, Patrick went to use the toilets and as I was waiting for him to come out this guy walked around, circled us very bizarrely 
we went into the town centre, spent a few hours preaching, getting the gospel out, went back to the train station, got on the train, surprise, surprise, there's our friend sitting on the train watching us. We get to Manchester, we switch trains, he switches trains, and I said to Patrick, let's see if this guy continues on to our location. Another train comes along, we board it, this guy stayed on the train heading off to wherever he was heading off to, and we switched trains just to see if we're being a little bit overly cautious, and uh, <coughs> a train arrives, we both board it, and would you believe it, 25 minutes later the train stops at our location, the doors open, and who's sitting right in front of us? Our friend from many hours ago, and I couldn't believe it. I mean, of all the locations for the train to stop and the doors to open, it would just happen to be, wouldn't it, where this guy is sitting, looking straight at yours truly. <coughs> and I got off the train, <coughs> marched over to him, <coughs> Patrick trying to restrain me, and of course I just lost it uh, with this guy, and I said, uh, who are you? Why are you following us? So on and so forth. And he sat there, cool as cucumber, had a London accent, I seem to recall. That was a strange event. And I thought to myself, he's been following us all day. Who was he? Where'd he come from? What spirit was inside of him? I guess we will never know. But I challenged him, and I really did challenge him. Slightly lost my temper with him, I must be honest. And uh, it was one of the strangest feelings. And I left this guy sitting on the platform, and we went up to exit the train station. And somebody I knew was uh, also arriving on another, tr another train that day. And I said to Patrick, let's wait and see if he follows us outside of the train station. At the same time, waiting for this other person to arrive at the train station. And we didn't, he didn't follow us out. And this other person arrived completely oblivious as to that strange event. And I can't really describe it apart from the fact that it was very eerie. I mean, we travel all over the country. Sometimes we go overseas. Uh, and that's one of a few occasions, uh, if not the most uh, eerie, when we've had to challenge somebody for following us. You may say it was innocent, James. You may say he was just going about his business. Yeah, maybe so. But to see him on five trains that we were on, and then when we switched trains at Manchester Piccadilly, to see whether or not we were being overly uh, uh, suspicious or overly, uh, overly reacting to something quite innocent, the train arrives at our final location, and there he is, sitting there, looking straight at yours truly. I do believe it was demonic. Well, Zechariah chapter 5 is a very uh, unusual piece of scripture to look at from the open-air pulpit. And last night I sat down, just wanted to check my reference Bibles and trying to work this through myself. And again, most of the reference Bibles don't really understand it, are unable to offer uh, much to it. So I will attempt this morning to see what I can get from it. Zechariah 5, look at verse 1. Then I turned, being Zechariah of course, and lifted up mine eyes. And looked and behold a flying roll a flying roll a flying object a ufo meaning unidentified flying object and that's just what it is he's unable to identify it so they get some description from it but it's a flying roll and most scholars say it's like a scroll and uh, one would even suggest it had the ten commandments on either side of this object an interesting hypothesis then I turned and lifted up mine eyes, and looked, and behold, a flying roll. Go to Jeremiah, uh, 
chapter 36 if you aren't saved if you don't preach the gospel if you're not trying to get people saved uh, life doesn't really touch you you won't have these odd experiences uh, the word of God says that the devils uh, deceive the whole world and you are a child of the devil by nature uh, by your original birth so he's not going to spend five minutes uh, giving you a hard time or following you around the Apostle Paul had this in the book of Acts it says on one occasion he was preaching out and about and this devil possessed woman kept following him around like every single day and after a period of time he just lost his temper and he spoke to the devil inside of the girl and he said uh, in the name of Jesus Christ come out of her because Paul was an apostle Peter was an apostle and of course as an apostle they had the sign gifts and they were able to deal with the invisible world of Satan of course so you would expect the devil to be, uh, to be very interested in the apostles the Lord Jesus Christ <coughs> on many occasions would cast out devils and of course religious people and I've noticed over the years that the more religious a person becomes the more possessed potentially they will become when I was a Catholic I remember this woman arriving at mass every Sunday very bizarre woman and she had this coat that she would wear and on the back of the coat she had some handwritten uh, inscriptions like Mary this <coughs> Mary that she was really weird even the priests would avoid her and I thought what is going on in the mind of such a woman there's an account in the Gospels of when uh, the Lord went into a synagogue and it was right next door to Simon Peter's house and inside of this uh, synagogue there was a man and inside of this man was a devil he was demon possessed you see the devil is very very interested in religion I've said this so many times over the years he's got the music world he's got the entertainment world he's got the political world but he wants to get all of the religious world and the Lord went into this synagogue and he cast the spirit out of that man Jeremiah 36 look at verse 1 and it came to pass in the fourth year of Jericho or Jericho the son of Josiah king of Judah that this word came unto Jeremiah from the Lord saying take thee a roll of a book and write therein all the words that I've spoken unto thee against Israel and against Judah and against all the nations from the day I spake unto thee from the days of Josiah even unto this day so writes a book uh, Jeremiah and again you got a roll in verse 2 which some will cross-reference back to Zechariah 5 like a flying roll like a flying scroll and here fourth year of Jeconiah son of Josiah who was a good king Josiah king of Judah that this word came unto Jeremiah from the Lord saying take the roll of a book inspiration <coughs> and write therein all the words that I've spoken unto thee against Israel and against Judah and against all the nations from the day I spake unto thee from the days of Josiah <coughs> excuse me even unto this day go to Ezekiel Ezekiel I think it's chapter 2 Ezekiel chapter 2 I still think most of the Old Testament hasn't really been uh, searched out I think most Bible teachers will avoid it uh, most evangelists of course will rarely touch it they may run over to Ezekiel 33 like the righteous soul that sins 
uh, will die in his sin. And I like to quote that to suggest that they've lost their salvation when of course, when of course they have not. Uh, Ezekiel chapter 2, but most of the Old Testaments, I would suggest, are still off limits uh, to your average Christian. I think I've got the wrong reference here. Ezekiel 2, maybe it's Ezekiel 20. You got so many verses going through your mind. Like last week, I was trying to find uh, how the life is in the blood, and of course, that was from uh, Leviticus 17, verse <coughs> 11. Still got Ezekiel 2 in mind. Sometimes the verse is right under your nose. I'll come back to Ezekiel in a minute. Just wanted to show these verses because this is where the scholars will take people uh, to suggest that this isn't as mysterious as it would initially appear. Then I turned and lifted up mine eyes and looked and behold a flying roll. So this thing is moving, this thing is flying and I guess we go back to maybe the 1990s, the X-Files or Dark Skies, very uh, happy times for yours truly before I was saved of course and all those programs really did whet the appetites of an entire generation. People are still fascinated, uh, fascinated by the occult maybe 18 years ago or thereabouts we had an event in our town a witch fest event it was the biggest in europe from memory and we hadn't been saved very long no more than a year and patrick maybe two two and a half years and very naive back in the day and uh, this huge witch fest event biggest in europe like i say just having to be in our town of all towns <laughs> and i said to patrick let's contact some of the churches see if they will come and support us we want to give out tracks we want to speak to people going in to uh, such a location and rather foolishly i thought uh, churches would be lining up to support us i phoned up john MacArthur's agent a guy called uh, ashton uh, tony ashton was it and uh, phoned him up and I said to him hi Tony I said uh, James Patel here we are trying to put an outreach together a mini outreach and I said would you and Cynthia that was his wife Cynthia I think it was Ashford uh, I said would you both come and support us you know we've been supporting John MacArthur's ministry for over a year now we are a couple of ex-Catholics as you know haven't been saved very long and I thought rather foolishly that Tony and his wife would jump on a train from Kent to this location <clears throat> and stand with us and support us <clears throat> and he said to me uh sorry james uh, we can't help you uh saturday morning is our shopping morning <laughs> i've always remembered that and i said to him well if you won't help us uh, we won't help you i mean we're a couple of new christians just left the church of rome barely over a year ago just have a couple and a half for patrick and we've got 5,000 witches coming from all over Europe to this location. Um, we really would hope you and your wife would come. 
and support us. And they, they didn't come. And I said to Tony, I said, well, that's the way it's going to be. Uh, please take me off your mailing list. Uh, we'll do this ourselves. And I got on to all of the other churches in our town, apart from the Catholic Church, obviously. <laughs> that's a bit too close to home. And I spoke to a Baptist church, which was once affiliated with Charles Spurgeon's brother. And I got no joy there. I spoke to a charismatic church, huge charismatic church. I think the founder of that church was a former drummer with uh, Pink Floyd from memory. And I got onto this church, spoke to a woman there. And I said again, hi, this is James Patel, blah, blah, blah. Please, will you come along and help us or stand with us? Give us some backup, basically. And they said, well, what we would do is have a prayer walk. And I said, what does that involve? And they said, well, we will walk around the town. We will pray and we'll cast out spirits, so on and so forth. And I said, well, that sounds all very good and proper, but how about standing outside uh, this location and trying to reach these people as they're going in <coughs> to celebrate Wicca? And they said, well, that's too confrontational. Uh, we want to do it our own way. And uh, we will be with you in spirit, that sort of a thing. I went back and forth maybe a few more times. I was quite tenacious when I first got saved, quite uh, uh, fired up to really whip people up to do what uh, needed to be done for the Lord's glory. And I got nowhere and I spoke to churches all over the place and I got nowhere and eventually just three of us went there, Patrick and I and a sister, an older sister in the Lord. And I mean, there were thousands all over the place just turning up and we got some tracks out, had some good conversations. I spoke to a young man who told me that his grandfather was a former Archbishop of Canterbury. I won't name him. I can't prove what he told me, but he said that his grandfather, who's still alive to this day, I should say, uh, was a Freemason. And he said to me that uh, nothing wrong with being a witch and how his grandfather uh, was a Freemason, so on and so forth. And I spent a long time witnessing to this young man. Well, that was 18 years ago. So I know that people are very much into the occult. They still are. Uh, and I've had my suspicions over the years that people like uh, Camilla, Charles's wife, is a witch. In fact, one of our projects had been to write an article uh, called The Witches of Windsor. I can't prove it, of course, but that's my feeling. And I base that on some of the things she's publicly said and done over the years. So I'm going to put myself out on a limb and say that. And uh, you go back to the Queen Mother, uh, also dabbling in the occult, and maybe the Queen herself. But here's a quick question. I'll get back to this in a minute. People say to me, well, the Queen is a wonderful woman. I hear that from people a lot, a lot. And I always like to ask this question in response to such a statement. Can you give me five things that the Queen has done? I mean, five positive things that she has done that we can all be proud of. You're going to struggle, aren't you? Can you give me three things then that she said and done that would make us really proud? Go to Revelation chapter 5. Uh, all I would say is that if you were to press me, I'd say she's been good diplomatically over the years. She's been helpful to prime ministers over the years. And she's been used by the foreign office over the years to uh, have stronger relations with countries like China, unfortunately, and perhaps Russia. But apart from that, I can't think of anything spiritually good that she has done. In fact, I was told some years ago that her Christmas Day speeches uh, are written for her and of course she casts her eye over the speeches but they are drafted for her Revelation 5 look at verse 1 and I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book written within and on the backside sealed with seven seals 
This is another cross-reference that scholars like to go to to suggest that what Zachariah is seeing is a flying Bible, basically. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the book and to loose the seals thereof? And they say from Zechariah 5 how this matches, because this flying roll, they would suggest, is a scroll. Well, I still can't think of that reference from uh, Ezekiel. Just check it one more time. And I've had my uh, suspicions over the years about uh, these famous women. We know that Nancy Reagan was into the occult in a big way. In fact, we know that every night when she used to go to sleep with uh, Ronald, she'd be whispering in his ear. And uh, it got so bad over his time in the White House that there were many a time when she would say to his chief of staff, a guy called uh, Donald Reagan, not related, how Ronald Reagan uh, wasn't able to meet certain people on certain days because they were bad days, basically. Highly superstitious. You go back to when Sherry Blair was in, the, uh, was in Downing Street with Tony Blair. She was very close to a woman called Carol Kaplan. And Carol Kaplan was heavily into the occult. I'll come back to uh, Ezekiel later. And she really did take in Sherry Blair. They went to the pyramids one New Year's Eve and they had some ceremony and Tony Blair was heavily into the occult. So you know these people are into it in a big way. And of course, Hillary Clinton was trying to uh, contact uh, Eleanor Roosevelt, was it? And of course, Bill Clinton affirmed it maybe five or six years ago. So these women are very religious, very superstitious. The men, for the most part, are not overly religious, uh, not overly uh, superstitious for the most part. Most men are not women. <coughs> are very religious for the most part superstitious especially whereas men are for the most part only wanting to watch football and uh, go down go down the pub and have a drink or, or drink or two uh, Zechariah 5 uh, verse 1 again and then I turned and lifted up mine eyes and looked and behold a flying roll this thing is flying it is moving and your scholars say it's a scroll well, let's keep reading on and he said unto me the angel said unto me what seest thou what do you see Zechariah and I answered, I see a flying roll. The length thereof is 20 cubits, and the breadth, the width thereof, 10 cubits. So you got 20 by 10, and I read this a couple of years ago as I was going through the Old Testament. I try and do it at least once a year. <clears throat> I thought to myself this, I thought, so could this flying object, could this UFO <clears throat> be a drone? I just wonder, drones are now used by uh, forces all over the world. If you think of an American drone, for example, the Americans have drones all over the world. Uh, Syria would be the most uh, recent, Afghanistan and Iraq. And what people don't realize is that those drones are based in countries like Bahrain and Kuwait. But on top of that, what people don't realize is that they are actually operated thousands of miles away in Nevada, Las Vegas, of course, by American pilots in porter cabins. Uh, outside of their bases. I mean, technology is incredible. It really is. You've got these young American pilots, heavily skilled, of course, using remote control gadgets to uh, operate the drones. Britain uses drones. And I think our drones are also based in Kuwait and uh, UAE, or one of those tiny uh, Gulf states. And they are operated from, again, uh, highly skilled operators in uh, the UK. I think a place called North Northwood, Northwood, North Northwood. I think from memory, I may be slightly off, but they operated by people thousands of miles away. 
and they come a long way drones the Israelis have them the Chinese the Russians every country is using uh, such technology in fact I saw an article last week uh, the MOD the Ministry of Defense are now going to spend billions of pounds on artificial intelligence the days of hand-to-hand uh, -hand fighting seem to be behind us there's also talk about tanks British tanks being sold off to purchase more uh, equipment like drones and artificial intelligence I saw an article maybe two years ago <coughs> about uh, <coughs> excuse me <coughs> about a, uh, a robot called Henry and Henry was uh, a Chinese invention which the North Koreans were using to test on their own people terrifying invention and Henry was about six foot tall he could run he could walk and Henry could climb over walls he could uh, enter a person's property uh, and once Henry arrived in a person's property this was being tested on people in North Korea no surprise there of course Chinese built like I say and once Henry arrived in somebody's property he would eat you eat you that's the depravity of men and yet 20 years ago the thoughts of having a robot that could walk and talk or walk and run would be one thing <coughs> You go back to Robocop back in the 1980s or the Terminator 1980s of course that's Hollywood using special effects but just 20 years ago robots were limited but now Henry can climb over a person's wall go into a person's property and eat that poor victim up and he said unto me what seest thou and I answered I see a flying roll again a flying roll a UFO unidentified flying object this thing is moving like I say the length thereof is 20 cubits and the breadth the width thereof 10 cubits so it's 30 foot by 15 foot now drones today for the most part are a lot smaller than that but maybe a future generation drone will be bigger it may be able to carry more weapons of course they aren't manned which makes them a lot cheaper to use a lot easier a lot safer to use the Americans have the most around the world the Russians are not far behind the Americans the Israelis have them like I say the Brits have them in fact most countries have them they're easy to use but for the most part drones now aren't particularly big uh, I'm not sure what the measurements are but this thing is 30 foot by 15 and of course if you go back to the book of uh, Exodus it's the same measurements as the holy place in the tabernacle so this is the Lord's way of getting back at people for thousands of years people have been saying we shan't have this man to reign over us we will do our own thing we don't want to be told what to do and we went to that witch fest events the first time and there was a presence of evil all over the place young people turning up mostly women like I say women are very superstitious very religious and if I criticize uh, politicians of uh, conservative persuasion 90% of the backlash that I get is from women most Christian men are uh, mature level-headed not easily uh, wound up they are more uh, methodical more calm more grounded but the women get very upset very hysterical and that's why women aren't, are not to be in ministry and that's why women are not to be under the authority of their husbands because this book is a deep book it's a substantial book it's a book about the here and the now the visible and the invisible and still these people turning up at the witch fest events over 18 years ago and no churches 
stood with us, John MacArthur, didn't stand with us, his manager in the UK, his agent, Tony Rushton, that's his name, Tony Rushton, excuse me, who was from Ashton, I wasn't far off, Tony Rushton and his wife Cynthia were no help to us, and a year later, the Witch Fest returned, and I thought, well, if Tony wanted to come, he's had a whole year to plan it with his wife, didn't come, of course, and we did three years, back to back, and eventually we let uh, others uh, have a presence outside of this place. What a great opportunity to reach these young people, searching for something, he uh, heading down to this location to pay their respects to witches and uh, all that wickedness. But this thing is 30 foot by 15, so it's bigger, like I say, than a typical uh, drone. Not as big as an aircraft per se, fixed wing aircraft. It could be maybe on, on par with a helicopter, I don't know. In Manchester, there's a, a, a museum, a lot of former aircraft, used aircraft. There's a Chinook, a Chinook helicopter in there, which was built 1968-69. That's a huge helicopter. It could hold about 40 people. And that would be bigger than 30 foot by 15. Although maybe not. Maybe I need to check the measurements for that. But I don't think this is a, is, this is a helicopter. It could be a drone of some kind. But let's keep reading on. Look at uh, verse 3. Then said he unto me, This is the curse that goeth forth over the face of the whole earth. Like Noah's flood, it would cover the whole earth. And last time we looked at these unclean spirits coming up from under the earth, roaming the earth, eyeing up daughters of women, taking those women to be their own wives, half angelic, half human. And some have even suggested half animal. That's pushing it a bit too much, I'd imagine, into uh, uh, Close Encounters or uh, the other program from the 1980s, The Twilight Zone. Some of that stuff's really weird. And yet, if you read the Bible, a lot of it is taken from the Bible. But of course, they won't give God the glory. But it says here, Then said he unto me, this is the angel speaking to Zechariah, This is the curse. Going back to the curses over in uh, Deuteronomy 27, 28. That goeth forth over the face of the whole earth. So this is still to happen, I do believe. For everyone that stealeth shall be cut off as on this side according to it. And everyone that sweareth shall be cut off as on that side according to it. So it's my belief that during the tribulation, the mark of the beast will obviously be arriving. Now we are still living in the church age. And I appreciate some of the comments uh, from my last video, and I've had comments over the years trying to persuade me <laughs> not to be pre-tribulational, to be post-tribulational, and to uh, take the mark of the beast more seriously. I do take it seriously. I just don't believe that the church will be on the earth during the tribulation. It's called Jacob's trouble for a reason. Jacob is uh, James, and of course James is Jacob, Jacob is Israel. It's the Lord dealing with Jacob during the tribulation. The church, uh, for here and now, will be spared the tribulation, not because we are better than anyone else, uh, but because Christ has already paid for our sins. We are a special, peculiar people, called out, and we are Christians. We are following Christ, whereas the Jews were called Jews, following Jehovah. So I do take the mark of the beast seriously, but I don't think it's for the church to be worrying about. But during the tribulation, to survive, you will have to take the mark of the beast either on your right hand or in your forehead 666 people will see that you have fallen in line you are doing what you need to do uh, 
the vaccine is invisible to anyone who hasn't seen you take it and after you've taken it nobody knows you've taken it because it's not visible to the human eye as of right now the antichrist isn't present as of right now we are still living in the gospel of the grace of god but once the rapture has taken place then of course the antichrist will arrive who's very religious incidentally and he starts off very popular people say this is a wonderful man he's been able to secure peace of course the church has been raptured there's been chaos all over the world and people fall in line with the antichrist and again i look at certain foreign leaders some more religious than others and uh, i don't suffer fools gladly maybe i'm too cynical at times but i've been alive a long time and i've been around a long time and i've been reading biographies and autobiographies for a long time and i've seen these politicians come and go but again most women save women sisters sisters in the lord that love the lord are easily uh torn up are easily uh, offended get upset and every so often they will lash out at someone like uh, someone like myself who speaks out against their idols which is what they are really upset about whereas their husbands for the most part couldn't care less but to survive in the tribulation let's stay on track uh, to survive in the tribulation you'll have to take the mark of the beast and it could be that some will not i was asked last night by a brother what i thought about those who don't take the mark of the beast people who are stiff-necked uh, the so-called free thinkers won't take the mark of the beast what happens to those people they'll still go to hell when they die but here the lord is pouring out his fury on the earth second corinthians 2 says he will pour out strong delusion so yes you'll have a black market during the tribulation i'm pretty sure of that uh, under the table as they call it but here let's keep reading on for everyone that stealeth shall be cut off as on this side according to it and everyone that sweareth shall be cut off as on that side according to it so it's like this you watch television you read the newspapers you watch a movie or two don't be so pious i know some people like to say they don't watch television don't watch stuff on the internet don't read newspapers uh they're very pious those people and i don't have a problem saying that i still read the newspapers and i still watch television and i still watch movies i have no problem saying that whatsoever to the pure all things are pure of course i'm careful what i watch you understand but it's always fa- it's always funny and fascinating when you watch these people uh and some of the more colorful programs they say uh jc or they say uh, omg and of course it says over in uh, psalm 2 and proverbs 1 how the lord just laughs at such people has them in derision and it says one day they will call on him and he won't hear them and he'll just laugh in their faces basically a terrifying thought for the mocking lost but what do you expect of course and they're saying jc on camera omg on camera always swearing by the almighty you'll understand going back to demons we know who you are jesus of nazareth the holy one of god we know who you are no doubt in their minds who jesus christ was you've got these devil possessed actors and actresses reading their scripts from devil possessed script writers and they're cussing on camera blaspheming and i always have a policy that if they start to blaspheme once they'll do it a second time a third time in which case just turn the whole thing off it's trash anyway and then fast forward in that particular program they've been blaspheming saying they don't believe in god and they are free thinkers so and so forth and then one scene in the movie for example they get uh kidnapped they get uh taken away blindfolded start to be interrogated tortured like waterboarding and they say but i swear to god i swear to god this and i swear to god that within five minutes they have really 
showing the hypocritical side of the natures. Then said he unto me, this is the curse that goeth forth over the face of the whole earth. Tribulation, I do believe, not church age, or even, even in the days of Zechariah. For everyone, without exception, that stealeth, stealing to survive, won't take the mark of the beast, trying to beat the Lord's permissive will. He wants you to take that mark so he can damn you. You shouldn't be terrified of the devil, incidentally. You should be terrified of God Almighty. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. For everyone that stealeth, stealeth shall be cut off, meaning to be put to death, as on this side according to it. And everyone that sweareth, I swear to God. What do the Catholics say? Uh, Jesus, uh, Joseph and Mary, a Catholic blasphemy, sweareth. But here I swear to God shall be cut off put to death as on that side according to it so like i said a few moments ago one reference that i looked at a few nights ago said that the flying roll this flying scroll as they suggested it would be like a flying bible which i'm not overly sure about would have the ten commandments embossed on both sides of it so I like the idea of that but i don't know if i would accept that as being so go to uh isaiah 55 young people have always been fascinated uh, with the occult it's very unusual to speak to a young person under the age of 16 who is an atheist spiritually dead uh, most young people are very open i think i heard one statistic some years ago uh, which said that if you're not saved uh, by the age of 21 there's a 92 percent chance you would never be saved that may be true i've often thought about that figure I got saved later in life, so did Patrick, so I suppose we are the 7% or the uh, 7% that go on to get saved. What am I saying? The 8%. Get my maths right. The 8% <laughs> uh, that go on to get saved, whereas 92% or those who are saved are the 92% who got saved before they were 21 years of age. Isaiah 55, Isaiah 55, uh, look at verse 10. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it to bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing where to I sent it to the Lord. He's going to get his way either way. He will have people bend the knee and confess Jesus Christ as Lord preferably at the judgment seats but most will have to do it at the great white throne judgment and here Zechariah 5 verses 1 2 and 3 are speaking about an event still in the future but one more time 55 10 for as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven and returneth not thither but watereth the earth and maketh it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth it shall not return unto me void but it shall accomplish that which i please and it shall prosper in a thing whereto i send it paul mentions this over in first uh, corinthians 15 and my pages are starting to come out of my bible now not a good sign so i need to be careful with these pages go back to zechariah 5 but this curse will deal with those that are swearing those that are stealing because to survive like a sage in the tribulation You'll have to take the mark of the beast. Those that don't uh, will obviously be beheaded, executed. But of course, you'd have another group of people who are trying to do their own thing. 
the so-called free thinkers, and the Lord will deal with those people accordingly. A 55.4 I will bring it forth, saith the Lord of hosts, and it shall enter, it shall enter, and it shall enter into the house of the thief, and into the house of him that sweareth falsely by my name. And it shall remain in the midst of his house, and shall consume it with the timber thereof, and the stones thereof. So this thing could be a flying scroll, a flying Bible, as some suggest, or it could be a UFO. Some have said it's like a flying carpet, like Aladdin's carpet, or a balloon, where people board, a flying balloon, a hot air balloon. Whatever this thing is, it's going to be mobilizing, it'll be sent all over the world. There may be more than one, incidentally. But again, verse 4, I will bring it forth, this is the Lord speaking, incidentally, saith the Lord of hosts, the Lord of armies, and it shall enter into the house of the thief, and into the house of him that sweareth falsely by my name. But I swear to God I didn't do it. I swear to God, I have no idea what this is or what that is. You know, as God is my witness, all that stuff, all the Freemasons, they go into the uh, Masonic Hall, they roll up their trouser leg, blindfolded, rip their shirts open, take their oaths, their vows, and they swear to Yabulon that they will never reveal the secrets of the Lodge. The Jesuits do the same. But it's like this. Most people know about the Freemasons or the Illuminati. Just last week I was speaking to an unsaved woman about this very subject, and she was very interested in the Illuminati and the Freemasons. And I said to her, have you ever heard of the Jesuits? And she looked absolutely puzzled. Jesuits? Who are they? What are they? And I said, uh, they are a group within the Church of Rome that's been 14 years training. So they are thought of as being the best of the best. And their job is to promote the Church of Rome, obviously, to undermine Protestantism uh, and to bring down governments that don't follow the line of the Pope, don't do as they are told. And I said they were responsible for Lincoln's murder. They tried to murder King James, like the 5th of November. Remember, remember the 5th of November and she was starting to uh, come alive when I was telling all these things and I said I will send you some stuff to watch do your own research but most people have never heard of the Jesuits the Masons the Illuminati yes but the Masons and the Illuminati came after the Jesuits the Jesuits have been around for some four five hundred years and uh, she's very typical of unsaved people who are interested in conspiracies, superstitious, also this woman. And I tried to give her the gospel many a time, and so far it hasn't yet registered. But you've got the thief being punished in verse uh, 4, and also those that swear falsely in verse 3. And this object, this UFO, 30 foot by 15 foot, will be flying all over the world. So like I say, it could be more than one, but at least one. And it shall remain in the midst of his house, middle of his house, and shall consume it with the timber thereof, and the stones thereof. Now, if you think of dry rot, for example, uh, one of the worst things that somebody can experience in their property is to find dry rot. It destroys the wood, timber. It can uh, also damage the brick, and your house can collapse if you're not careful. So this thing is going to destroy a person's home from within. Look at five. Then the angel that talked with me went forth and said unto me, Lift up now thine eyes, and see what is this that goeth forth. So, like Ezekiel, who was told to 
see what uh, was going on in the temple, Ezekiel chapter 8. And he was shown things, what women were doing, worshipping Mary, the Queen of Heaven. Men with their backs facing the east, worshipping another demon uh, deity whose name escapes me. And Ezekiel had to look at that thing. And here Zechariah is being told to look at this thing. This is a bittersweet book. You think of Revelation, when uh, John, is Revelation 10, was told to uh, write what he wrote and explain what he was seeing. And it speaks about uh, being bittersweet. Because this book is bittersweet. It's sweet if you're saved. And it's bitter if you're lost. But even if you are saved, it's bittersweet. I've got unsaved friends and family. I'm sure you've got unsaved friends and family. And most of this book is negative, And the worst is still to come. Then the angel that talked with me went forth and said unto me, Lift up now thine eyes. Don't look down, look up. Deal with this Zachariah. And see what is this that goeth forth. This thing is moving. This is the Lord's judgments on the nations. And I said, what is it? And he said, this is an ephah, an ephah that goeth forth. He said, moreover, this is their resemblance to all the earth. An ephah, or ephah, is a basket. So you now got more of a description about this flying roll. It's a basket, so it's not a carpet, as some have suggested. It's not a Bible per se or a flying scroll in a sense of uh, the Ten Commandments, but it's called a flying roll. And the angel is speaking to uh, Zechariah, and, in, uh, and I said, verse 6, what is it? And he said, this is the ephah, or this is an ephah that goeth forth. He said, moreover, this is their resemblance, their resemblance to all the earth. So their resemblance could be more than one, like I say, but you look at this verse of scripture and you try to cross-reference it, so you're going to really struggle. I gave you one reference from uh, Revelation 5 and one from Jeremiah. But Jeremiah, was it 36 from memory? I just looked at it. Yep, and uh, Revelation uh, 5 is dealing with inspiration. Jeremiah, write what I tell you. Holy men of God spake as they're moved by the Holy Ghost. All scripture is given by inspiration of God from the mouth of God. Uh, but from here, you're dealing with this flying object. So it's not quite the same, is it? And this is why most uh, Bible teachers will avoid such a mysterious parts of the Old Testament. Seven, and behold, there was lifted up a talent of lead. A weight of lead, a talent of lead. And this is a woman that sitteth in the midst of the basket, in the midst of the ephor. You go back to 1939, Wizard of Oz, at the time, the first colour movie ever to be made. I think for memory it was made before uh, Gone with the Wind, but both came out in 1939. Cost millions of dollars to be made. And uh, I think, if I'm right, both movies are made by the same uh, independent producer, Selznick, for memory. But The Wizard of Oz, has gone down as a classic and poor old Judy Garland uh, real name Frances Gum I think she was late teens when she made that movie she was overweight although she wasn't overweight but they thought she was overweight and the director uh, said to uh, Judy's mother who was a failed actress we need to give Judy tablets to keep her weight down I forget the exact age that she was but she was still going through the puberty stage and uh, Poor Judy was taking drugs as a teenager on set. And of course that would ruin her over the next 
30 years. She would die in London, 1969. 47 years of age, 48 years of age, less than 50. Died in the toilet in South London, make that North London, and was flown back to America and given a huge uh, celebrity send off. But that film, Wizard of Oz, deals with the Wicked Witch and the Good Witch. Remember the Wicked Witch of the East and the Good Witch? The Wicked Witch of the East is this horrible, ugly woman with a funny nose and a uh, green skin and a black hat, typical witch. And the uh, Good Witch, very pretty woman, uh, healthy looking, so on and so forth. And you got a lot of uh, symbolism in the Wizard of Oz, and that started a whole generation of people inquiring about witches, good witches. Or you go back to the 1990s, the witches of uh, East Eastwick, is it? Uh, Bette Midler, Jack Nicholson, some other people whose names escape me. Hollywood are very interested in the occult, always have been, always will be. And sometimes what they speak about and what they portray is uh, eerily on par with the Word of God. But of course they do it from the standpoint of attacking the Bible, undermining it. And the Lord says, do what you will, say what you will. He laughs at these people, like I say, Psalm 2, Proverbs 1. And one day these people will be screaming, shouting and screaming. I remember hearing a story years ago about Jack Cousteau, one of France's most famous divers. A Roman Catholic from memory uh, drifted into secularism and uh, one day he was swimming off uh, Cuba uh, Guantanamo Bay that part of the world Miami and uh, he was a seasoned swimmer an expert like I say had his own TV show and he was swimming down by uh, Miami Florida that part of the world near uh, Guantanamo like I say where all those Mohammedans are being detained and he heard the awful screaming sounds from under the uh, ocean bed. And he thought, what's going on? I've swum all over the world and he had done. I know how the ocean works. And of course he did. Went down a second time and he said, never again will I swim in that part of the world. You go onto a site, uh, Snoops, I think it is, S-N-O-P-S, Snoops or Snops. I think it's Snoops actually. A lot of people like to quote Snoops. They say that Snoops is this wonderful website where you can go for... Uh, information, I think it's S-N-O-P-E-S, Snoops, and I've had many people over the years say this is the place to go to to check out if something is true or not, and uh, about a year or so ago I saw a documentary online which actually looked at that website, and it's run by just two people, a couple of lay people, uh, with a third who's occasionally hired to help uh, investigate stories, and I thought, just three people, and this website has been around for maybe 10, 15 years now, and uh, for some reason it's given all this uh, credibility like you know what it's talking about and yet the people who are running it are uh, an older man a younger woman and some part-time researcher and of course even if uh, snoops were to be correct or well, the reason i mentioned snoops is because on their website they say that story about jack Cousteau is fake they say it's fictitious which of course they would say uh, because who wants to talk about hell being a little place on your feet where they're screaming and weeping and wailing which just puts a fear of God into you. And they've been discredited for being really a bunch of uh, amateurs trying to offer themselves as being experts. Another story I heard, a former US diver, a born-again Christian, was also swimming uh, with his uh, naval units back in the 1980s, the same location as Jack Cousteau was, uh, give or take a few years here and there. And he was swimming uh, with all his gear on, 
and he heard Orful screaming and shouting, as did Jack Cousteau. And he shot up to the surface, took off his uh, nozzle, got some fresh air, and he was told to go back down again. He hadn't finished his uh, mission. He went down the second time, and he heard shouting and screaming, like people being tortured. I mean, we talk about World War II, like World War II, or like the Nazis, like the KGB, awful, horrific times and what people went through, or Cambodia, Pol Pot, or the Viet Cong in Vietnam. I mean, we talk about all that stuff, Patrick and I, and we write about it because it's modern history, of course, and it was a horrible time to live through if you want those poor people. And we know someone, Patrick and I, who went through the Vietnam War, and he was in prison for eight years, tortured, had to eat rats and uh, other wild animals to survive, just horrific what he went through. That was pretty rough. But how about being in hell forever? And feeling that kind of pain all of eternity, at least uh, Vietnam came to an end, at least World War II came to an end, at least the Berlin Wall came down and the KGB were overthrown and uh, communism in Russia per se uh, came to an end eventually and of course since the fall of the Berlin Wall 1989 nobody in Russia has voted for communism which of course is atheism and behold there was a lift, excuse me, and behold there was lift up a talent of lead a weight of lead, you think of a bullet, has lead inside of it, of course. And this is the woman, this is a woman, a woman, not the woman, this is a woman that sitteth in the midst, middle of the ephah, ephah, or ephah, the basket, middle of the basket. So you, if you want to take this literally, and some people will do, and we call that letterism, when you take every verse literally, or any verse literally for that matter, then you've got to have this woman, a literal woman sitting in an object, 30 by 15 which can fly around the world which is partly so i suppose a balloon can fly many a mile uh maybe a future drone will be able to fly uh all over the world i think from memory uh only the americans can fly all over the world without refueling the b2 bomber uh they're stealth bombers they're very proud of those bombers and they are quite an achievement those stealth bombers maybe built thanks to help from people from under the earth going back to roswell area 52 dark skies x-files i mean the last 30 40 years all this stuff has come out of nowhere to on the one hand prepare the saved for the final arrival of the antichrist and those devils that come from under the earth revelation chapter 9 which we looked at last week but also to whet the appetites of the lost to draw them further into the occult because again the Lord is pouring out his wrath upon those in the tribulation who will not take the mark of the beast because he's going to destroy them but the Americans as far as I know are the only country on the face of the earth that can fly their aircraft worldwide without refueling I think maybe five or six years ago they did a test or was it back in the 1990s but it wasn't long ago they sent a bomber from Colorado to yeah it was Colorado to uh, Yugoslavia to bomb uh, Slobodan Milosevic's men in uh, Kosovo. And that thing took off from Colorado in the US, dropped its bombs, turned around, went straight back to America. Didn't start once. I think the Brits can do it as well, in fact, but we can refuel in the air. There's no more than three countries that can cover the entire world without stopping. Uh, Britain did it back in the Falklands. We flew 20 Vulcan bombers. 8,000 miles, they refueled many times, got to the Falklands, 
picked out this runway, dropped their bombs, and they flew back to Britain. But they were re, they were refueled uh, in midair, of course. Whereas the Americans, as far as I know, the B the B two is it the B two bomber, the stealth bomber. I'll be created by my American brethren, but I think it's the B two bomber is the only aircraft that can fly non-stop and also without having to be refueled. And it's been said over the years that some of the technology that the Americans have been enjoying has come from aliens. But of course, those aliens are devils, unclean spirits, and there's something in that, of course. But here you've got a woman that sits in the midst of the ether, the basket. But of course, in scripture, a woman is pictured as being a church. Go to Revelation 17. If you speak to a Catholic about Mary, they say, Mother Mary this, Mother Mary that. Uh, I've still got a lot of flies at the pulpit this morning. Uh, although it's October, it feels like it's May time. And uh, nature has been tricked to think that it's still May time. In fact, May is the month of Mary. October is the month of Mary. And Catholics uh, really do worship Mary. They say they don't, but they do. They, they lie about it because they get embarrassed when Protestants or former Catholics like myself pull them up on it. Uh, but when Jesus spoke to Mary, John... Uh, chapter 2 he would say woman what have I to do with thee when he's on the cross he would say to he would say to uh, Mary woman behold thy son like John and he said to John behold thy mother and of course John took Mary uh, into his uh, care and the Catholics like to read a lot into that of course which would be Asa Jesus but no time to get this morning Revelation 17 uh, Look at verse 3. So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness, and I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet-colored beast, full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. And of course, this is Babylon, the great ecclesiastical Babylon. But go back to Mary very briefly. Never once did Jesus call her mother, always woman. But in Revelation 17, you've got two Babylons, which we talked about last time. You've got ecclesiastical and economical. Economical, according to Clarence Larkin, is connected with uh, Iraq, which will reappear before the Lord's return. I'm not really sure about that. Uh, as of right now, Iraq is a third world country. And it's hard to think they would uh, become a first world country in a short period of time. They're saying that. Look at China. 30 years ago, China was a third world country, and uh, was it Richard Nixon, 1972, decided to meet the Chinese, was it Mao Zedong, from memory, and he went to uh, meet him, was it in Paris, France, my location may be slightly off, but people said, this is interesting, a conservative president meeting a socialist Chinaman, and it got on very well, Nixon and uh, Mao Zedong, I think it was Mao Zedong, and uh, over the last 25, 30 years, China is so powerful, so wealthy. So it's not impossible for a third world country to come from nowhere. Uh, but I still think that Babylon, Revelation 17, and also 18 are dealing with the same thing, just from two different angles. Ecclesiastical being paper Rome, and uh, economical being the other side of paper Rome. The Church of Rome have their own bank, and they still control the money markets of the world. And people say this, they say, well, how's it going to work with the mark of the beast? How's it going to be possible to bring all the world together to get rid of cash? 
uh, well it's like this go back to the year of 2000 January the 1st 2000 some of you may remember it very well the euro came into existence and uh, people said it would never happen they said that the French very proud people would never get rid of the uh, the franc and the Germans a very proud people would never get rid of the Deutschmark and the Italians a very proud people would never get rid of the lira and by midnight January the 1st tw uh, 2000 one currency the euro easy as pie walk in the park and we now know that Gordon Brown who at the time was the Chancellor of the Exchequer stopped Tony Blair from taking Britain into the euro and he said no we will stay outside we will retain the, uh, the pound and that was one good thing that uh, Gordon Brown did uh, but here Revelation 17 the woman is spoken of as being uh, connected with a scarlet colored beast being the Antichrist of course full of names of blasphemy many titles that the Pope of Rome likes to enjoy having seven heads and ten horns denoting kingdoms dominions which we've got time to look at this morning go back to Zechariah 5 so this woman could be a picture of a false church system is somehow connected with this uh, flying object which the Lord is using to punish people but it's also possible that this woman is an unclean spirit not just a church system and behold there was a uh, excuse me and behold there was lifted up a talent of lead and this is a woman that sitteth in the midst of the ether she's sitting in the middle of this object which could be the size of a helicopter which I need to check the measurements for that but even a helicopter can't fly hundreds if not thousands of miles when uh, there's been conflicts over the recent years or over recent years the RAF put their helicopters into their Hercules aircraft to fly them all over the world I think a helicopter could fly maybe two three hundred miles no more than four or five hundred miles this thing goes all over the world now I think from memory a uh, drone can fly maybe a thousand miles or so but even a drone as far as I know can't cover the entire world it'd have to stop of course only the B-2 bomber could do so or the RAF but even they need to be refueled but this is a woman not a literal woman I would put to you uh, and somehow this woman is connected with the Church of Rome Revelation 17 look at verse 8 and he said this is wickedness so straight away we know this isn't good this is bad this is very bad and he said this is wickedness a couple of years ago a play opened in uh, London uh, called Wicked and of course it's about witches Wicked and it did very well apparently and picture of a woman outside or on the the neon sign big banner woman dressed as a witch like the Wizard of Oz 1939 look like the Wizard the uh, the Wicked Witch of the East in that movie from the 1930s which I must admit as I was growing up at times would scare me as it did with most children and you got Dorothy with the lion and the tin man and somebody else the coward the man with no hearts was that who it was again going back to humans and animals mixing being the best of friends which will partly happen during the uh, during a thousand year reign but for now uh, animals are our enemy and also animals uh, some of them are pictured as being unclean spirits so again Wizard of Oz at its release or on the surface appeared to be very innocent and yet something nefarious was behind that movie an entire generation would be influenced by the 
1939 movie, Wizard of Oz. And he said, verse 8 again, this is wickedness. And yet today, if you go to the West End to catch a show, although the uh, theatres are closed thanks to COVID, but in normal times, if you went to the West End to catch a show, you'd see Wicked, I think it's called Wicked, and people are lining up to watch it, but it's witchcraft. It's basically Harry Potter uh, modernised for the London stage. And he cast it into the midst of the ether. And he cast a weight of lead upon the mouth thereof. This is a picture of hell. Many roads in, not one out. What a Cousteau here. What of that retired US, divy, a US, a US Navy diver here? Now a Christian. They heard something. You've got two professional divers, not amateurs, like the crowd who run snoops or snops, however you want to pronounce it. You've got these two professional divers independently telling us the same thing. But here, wickedness and he cast it into the midst of the ether middle of the basket which is flying 30 by 15 like i say and he cast a weight of lead upon the mouth thereof it's a terrifying picture of hell and i can't stress it enough once you go to hell there's no way out if you want to test whether a preacher or a christian leader is the real thing just ask what he or she thinks about hell how often do they preach about hell when I was growing up, went to Mass, served Mass, never once heard a message about hell. Maybe you did, but I didn't. And people don't talk about it because it is an offence. And yet, one of the main themes of the Word of God is judgments in the life to come. Then lifted I up mine eyes and looked, and behold, there came out two women. And the wind was in their wings. For they had wings like the wings of a stork. And they lifted up the ether between the earth and the heaven. Now from scripture, angels are always men. And I will say this, that as far as I am aware, that angels don't have wings. They are men. Uh, could be 33 years of age. That's possible. That's been said over the years by people like Rutman and others. You may be right to say that. But angels in scripture are always men. Many accounts in scripture of men arriving from memory Genesis 18 will be one of the first times when the Lord came down with two angels and of course they're men had they had huge wingspans uh, 20 foot on either side I think uh, Abraham would have would have would have had a heart attack but they are men ordinary looking men at least from the outside when Lot uh, was about to be uh, overrun by the homosexuals in his town as they were banging on his door they would say to Lot, bring out the men that are coming to see you. Of course, the angels look like men. Had those men had wings, those Sodomites would have been running for the hills. So they look like men, ordinary men. But women, like female spirits, are somewhat different. Lifted up mine eyes and looked, and behold, there came out two women. And the wind was in their wings. That could be... This might be a bit of a stretch, but bear with me. It could be that during the tribulation, you've got the Antichrist and the false prophet. Both personifications of evil, wickedness, and perhaps both those men are somehow connected with women, uh, unclean spirits, like a uh, honey trap. If you go back to the 1950s, 
if you work for the State Departments in America or the Foreign Office in London, and this is probably true all over the world, I'm sure, but I know for the Foreign Office perspective, if you, if you work for the Foreign Office during the Cold War, part of your training from SIS, being MI6 of course, uh, was to be aware of the honey agents, the honey trap as it were. And I know that the KGB were very good at using female agents to lure some of the uh, uh, Western agents into their traps. Of course, these female agents were able to deceive and seduce uh, Western diplomats, get a lot of secrets. Pillow talk, isn't that what they call it? And of course, Moscow were able to know what was happening in the West. But again, go back to religion. There's a spirit in religion. When I was a Catholic, like I said a while ago, this lady would come to Mass regularly, very, very religious, had this coat that she would wear. And uh, no, not with a tear, which I've just noticed <laughs> under my arm. I need to get this repaired. Uh, but uh, she would arrive at Mass with this coat she was wearing on the back of her coat. Handwritten notes, looked very amateurish, I must admit. And uh, she was a weird, weird woman. And like I said, even the priests would avoid her. But I thought to myself, even then, is she mentally ill or is she devil possessed? But witches are very much. Uh, in control in Hollywood since Trump's been in office there have been covens all over America praying against him which is horrific you are told to pray for your leaders and sometimes people like to uh, attack left-wing leaders and I can see why they would do that they are the evil the more evil of the two of course Trump is the less of two evils I will say that but nonetheless if you've got a left-wing leader in your country you need to pray for that person I know it's difficult if you are Canadian You've got Justin Trudeau, an effeminate, uh, nasty piece of work, very anti the church, very anti Christ, but you've got to pray for him. You Christians in Canada, you've got to pray for Justin. You've got to pray for him to be saved. You've got to pray for his safety. You've got to pray for him to have wisdom. Don't just pray for your conservative leaders if you are in America, like for Trump to fully recover from COVID, and I hope and pray that he does, or for Boris in the UK to continue to recover from COVID and I hope he does if you've got left-wing leaders you better pray for those people we've got two women the wind was in their wings these aren't literal women these are female entities unclean spirits but again angels in scripture are men and they are just that men they have no wings they appear as perhaps 33 year old men I won't rule out that hypothesis women in the context here are unclean spirits sent uh, directly by the devil indirectly by God they are connected some way on somehow with Babylon the great Revelation 17 Revelation 18 and I said this many times over the years that when the two witnesses arrive Moses and Elijah and the 144,000 it's my belief that they really open up these verses and really allow people to understand what for today we are struggling to really understand what does Paul say over in the first Corinthians uh, 13 if I go to first Corinthians 13 like verse 12 for now we see through a glass darkly but then face to face of course this is in reference to the second advent but there's something here which we can read for this morning now I know in parts like yours truly but then I shall know even as I excuse me but then shall I know even, as also I am known. And now abideth faith, hope, charity, these three, but the greatest of these is charity. But I like verse 
If I look at verse 11, when I was a child, I spake as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now, church age, we see through a glass darkly, we struggle at times to work out this book, because this is in reference to the second advent, you understand, but I'm going to use it for this morning's message and spiritualize it. Darkly, see through a glass darkly, but then face to face during the tribulation, but especially the thousand year reign. Now I know in part, for now, but then, end of time, shall I know even as also I am known. Go back to Zechariah 5. Let's keep reading through this. Zechariah 5, uh, 9 again. Then lifted I up mine eyes and looked, and behold, there came out two women, not one, but two. And maybe these two women are connected with the false prophet and the Antichrist. And these two women are going to be used to seduce the entire world because Satan will deceive the entire world. And the wind was in their wings, going back to the Wizard of Oz, which began an entire generation. But they had wings like the wings of a stork, which is an unclean animal back in Leviticus. You couldn't eat it if you were a Jew. And they lifted up the ether between the earth and the heaven. This thing is moving once again. Three heavens in scripture. If I was to jump up and down, technically I'm in the first heaven. If I was to jump on a plane, I'm in the second heaven. And if I was to jump in a spaceship or one of those satellite dishes or rockets which goes into space, I'm heading towards the third heaven. Then said I to the angel that talked with me, Whither do these bear the ether? To which place do they bear the ether? Where are they carrying this thing to? And he said unto me to build it an house in the land of Shinar, and it shall be established and set there upon her own base, China, back to Babylon. Babylon the Great, mystery harlot, mystery mother of abominations, mother of harlots. It starts in Genesis 11, goes full circle. Starts in Genesis with all the people coming together to be one. That's what the Church of Rome are always saying, let's all be one. Let's come together, let's have unity. Always talking about unity, the charismatics are very much into unity. The oneness of man, the brotherhood of man, brotherhood of God, the oneness of God, so on and so forth. And the Lord said, no, you're not born again. You have nothing to do with me. And he said unto me to build it an house in the land of Shinar, Babylon the Great again. Modern day Iraq for today, but probably during the tribulation, papal Rome. And it should be established and set there upon her own base you've got a statue of some kind this could also connect with the uh, image of the beast revelation 13 and the beast is given an image like nebuchadnezzar would enjoy an image and you were told to worship the image of nebuchadnezzar and if you didn't you were put to death and if you don't worship the image of the beast you were put to death the bible is a circle it goes round and round and round and round and round starts the tabernacle ends with the tabernacle starts with uh, the devil deceiving Adam and Eve ends with the devil, Antichrist, deceiving the entire world. Also, it's possible that this image that the mark uh, that the uh, beast enjoys uh, may come alive. It says how he gives life to the image of the beast. How that works, I don't quite understand. I have said over the years it could be like a. Uh, uh, what do you call those things? Like a uh, 
hologram perhaps, and holograms have been used a lot in recent years. Was it last year? They made uh, The Irishman, a huge popular movie on Netflix. Uh, I haven't seen it, it's pretty heavy. I've, I was reading a while, about, a while ago about heavy language, a lot of violence, what have you, and in that movie, again, technology is incredible now. You've got Robert De Niro, you've got uh, Al Pacini, Pacino, Al Pacino, uh, you've got De Niro, Pacino, uh, another actor's name escapes me. Uh, these guys are in their 80s now, or late 70s, and uh, Martin Scorsese, a Roman Catholic, wanted to be a priest as young men, as did uh, Robert De Niro, and yet De Niro, Antichrist, Scorsese, Antichrist, Pacino, Antichrist. In this movie, they have been able to take 40 years off uh, the appearance of De Niro and Pacino. Incredible, incredible how they've done that. True story, incidentally, based on Jimmy Hoffa's disappearance and how the Mafia probably killed him. Again, the Mafia, Roman Catholic, from Sicily, secret society, Roman Catholic Freemasonry, which you hear very little about. You hear a lot about Protestant Freemasonry, but not Catholic Freemasonry. And uh, in this movie, you've got De Niro, who's now 80, looks like a 40-year-old. So clever. And Pacino, same sort of a thing. But it says here, to build a house in the land of China, Iraq, Babylon, Revelation 17 and 18, and it should be established and set upon her base. Her base could be like a military base, perhaps, but more likely uh, on the base of a platform or a statue, like Nebuchadnezzar's infamous statue, Lourdes, Medjugorje, Fatima. Uh, the worship of Mary hasn't really gone away. You go to Poland today, they've got statues of John Paul II all over Poland. And last week, somebody stole his blood. You couldn't make this stuff up, could you? Even Hollywood haven't yet written a script that could match the uh, infamy of Roman Catholicism. But these uh, women are connected with a stork, which, like I said a few moments ago, would be unclean for a Jew to eat. So we know straight away, this is a Jewish book before the church age, that this stork, an unclean bird, is connected with two women, unclean women, unclean spirits. In political circles, the KGB would use them to seduce Westerners, uh, Western diplomats more uh, precisely, but I'm sure we did it. I'm sure the Brits had their own honey agents or honey traps sent out to seduce uh, non-British uh, diplomats. I'm sure the Americans do the same. I'm sure every country does the same. But again, this book is religious. Yes, it's a history book, like his story, like the story of the Lord, the Lord's story. But this is a history book, this is a religious book. This is a book about world economies, peoples, what you can see, what you cannot see. And somehow, in a way that I don't quite understand, you've got these women, spoken of as being more than one, so two women connected with this flying object, a UFO. It's something, and it covers the entire world, and it goes after those who steal and blaspheme, those that refuse to bow the knee to Jesus in the tribulation, and also those that refuse to take the mark of the beast. And this thing will go into their homes, like Henry. This wonderful Chinese invention, so-called wonderful Chinese invention. And old Henry jumps over the wall, jumps into a person's home, eats them alive, never seen, never seen of again. And this flying object, 30 by 15, 
or go into people's homes in the tribulation and somehow destroy the home dry rot the wood will crumble the stones will crumble some have also said it'll be a form of leprosy returning which even to this day cannot be cured jesus was the only person who could cure leprosy and the mark of the beast will arrive right hand forehead take your pick and once you take the mark of the beast you are damned forever and there's no way out so i think that's enough uh, from myself this morning uh, the reference from ezekiel was in line with jeremiah uh, concerning the uh, writing inspiration but i don't think this flying object is a flying bible i don't think so it's not a flying carpet it's not a hot air balloon it could be a drone of some kind but that even that doesn't quite fit its description like i said a few, uh, a few minutes ago drones are a lot smaller than this particular object which is 30 foot by 15. a helicopter uh, would be nearer to the measurements but a helicopter can't fly all over the world and a helicopter will carry more than just one person your average chinook will carry 30 40 people merlins sea kings apaches uh, carry more than just one person and your fixed wing aircraft at least two pilots so it doesn't really fit anything modern today this is supernatural this is tied in with uh, knowledge from understairs shall we say uh, not from upstairs heaven is above us the heaven is the lord's but the earth is for the children of men but under the earth yes there's a lot going on under the earth most of what is happening under the earth to this day is to has still to be truly and thoroughly uh, explored i think from memory the furthest man has gone into the earth is i think 45 50 miles no more than 100 miles into the earth but if you really went deep 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 into the earth as far as you could go and keep on going you probably find hell you can't really imagine it can you people burning and suffering but the word of god is a full circle book like i say and you've got these two women devils unclean spirits connected with this flying object and it will kill those people in the tribulation who won't take the mark of the beast yes it's reversal of course you would have thought that the lord would be protecting people who don't take the mark of the beast but that's not what he wants to do during the tribulation you either get saved or you don't you don't sit on the fence there's no flicking a coin and seeing which side of the coin falls in your hand you're either for the lord or against him and if you're not for him you are against him and you will take the mark of the beast and you'll take it as an allegiance to your father the devil because your father the devil is a liar and a deceiver a liar a liar going back to lying and stealing a liar and a deceiver a liar and a murderer from the beginning and all those people in the tribulation who will try to survive will not be able to do so and this flying object could be more than one like i say will hover over their homes enter into the homes if you think of the uh uh the harrier jump jets a british invention which americans were very impressed with and they i think got the copyright to the uh the harrier jump jets we had many in the raf and the navy up until 2010 the americans still have them in their uh, marine corps but the harrier was the first fighter jet that could hover so clever it could hover and i've seen harriers at air shows over the years before i was saved incredibly deafening but such a brilliant british invention and those things could fly all over the world as long as they were refueled two pilots though not just one but even a harrier or an apache or the new british jump jets on the new british carriers even those things don't really match the description 
of this object which will still be to be revealed in the future but either way it all begins in the Middle East uh, Mesopotamia it starts in Iraq and it will end in Iraq how Babylon fits into that whether Iraq will return from the ashes is hard to see not impossible like I say with China she became a superpower overnight in less than what 30 years and they say she's on par to overtake America as the leading economy of the world I don't believe she ever will do but she could get near the currencies all became one 2000 wasn't really an issue every country in Europe 25 countries said yes we will surrender our currencies and they did and now we go to Europe you've got the euro and only the euro so it's not too implausible to conceive that when the uh, cashless society comes around people just say that's fine in fact as of right now if you got if you get in a bus in London you can't pay cash you've got to prepay uh, on your card or an oyster card uh, a lot of supermarkets since the outbreak of covid are not taking cash uh, credit card only and people are falling in line with it so if you go to a car park to park your car uh, you can't pay cash like you like, like you used to do on the meters you've got to pay via your card and people are falling in line with it so you can see how it's moving each and every day further towards a cashless society mark of the beast but again the mark of the beast a full-blown cashless society perhaps tied to the dollar maybe or the euro or maybe some other currency which will be tied to the antichrist who starts in uh, jerusalem and ends in rome maybe that currency will be tied to him directly and every country and i mean every country will take it they'll be so desperate to restore their economies and of course that's one more blow against uh, these people from being saved and redeemed so just 11 verses uh, from Zechariah and I couldn't find that verse from Ezekiel but it doesn't matter uh, just wanted to show it to you anyway to see to show you what some of the scholars think this uh, part of the Old Testament really means but I'm still of the opinion that this is mainly off limits to people living today and yes women unclean spirits are very much the case and I do believe there are members of the royal family who are witches uh, going back to Victoria who would also do seances and the Queen Mother and many leaders today probably the French uh, First Lady uh, is it Bridget uh, Macron I think she's a witch and a former British Prime Minister's wife in fact there was a story maybe 10 maybe that, maybe that 11 years ago when Gordon Brown was British Prime Minister a uh, sleepover took place at Chequers that's the Prime Minister's official residence another strange story and you got Sarah Brown a grown woman you've got uh, JK Rowling a grown woman you've got uh, Rupert Murdoch's daughter whose name escapes me Elizabeth Murdoch and uh, somebody else who was present three or four grown women and they all met up at Checkers to have a sleepover true story in their pajamas I thought what's going on here what are these women doing having a sleepover in checkers and their pajamas I thought yeah they're witches aren't they they're having some kind of meeting a coven perhaps and their husbands all lost people oblivious indifferent and of course the men are chasing power and the women are chasing a spiritual kick going back to how most women 
are very religious or superstitious, sometimes both, and they are more sensitive than mankind is, or men in general are. So I think I'll leave it there. Uh, not the easiest of chapters to exegete from the open-air pulpit this morning, but it's a very beautiful October morning. I can't remember the last time it was this warm. Uh, and if you are concerned that perhaps you are under attack, spiritual attack, pray. Pray until you pray. Confess your sins to the Lord. If you are saved, you don't need to be forgiven again. You are already forgiven. But you are to confess your sins to the Lord. Stay close to the Lord. Too much television isn't a good thing. Too much of the newspapers is not a good thing. And some of the religious stuff you see online is also not a good thing. I found the verse I was looking for. It was Ezekiel, uh, chapter 2. Sometimes the verse is right in front of you. <laughs> uh, like last week, and I was trying to find, uh, for the life is in the blood. We hear Ezekiel 2, and this is a verse I wanted to read a while ago. Look at verse 9. And when I looked, behold, and hand was sent unto me, and lo, a roll of a book was therein. And he spread it before me, and it was written within and without, double-sided, going back to the hypothesis of the Ten Commandments being embossed on both sides of this flying baskets of some kind. And there was written therein, Lamentations, negative, and mourning, negative, and woe, negative. So Jeremiah's ministry partly uh, matches uh, Zachariah's, but Zachariah isn't seeing a flying Bible per se. John was told to write a book, Jeremiah was told to write a book, Ezekiel, which we just read, was told to write a book. But these women, I'm still trying to work out the women, connected in uh, Zechariah 5, on top of what we looked at from uh, Revelation 17 and 18, still leaves me somewhat perplexed. And you look back over false religions over the years, uh, like Ellen White, SDA, or Mary Baker Eddy, Christian Science. Uh, they are two infamous women who inspired an entire generation uh, most religions have been set up by men, like Jim Jones or Bagwam, uh, Judge Rutherford, Charles Taze Russell, Joseph Smith, all those guys, predominantly men. But women and religion don't really go, and yet most religions are uh, filled with women uh, in the Church of Rome. Women, up until very recently, could only uh, be nuns, only be nuns or Eucharistic ministers. There's still no female priests per se. Church of England have got female priests all over the place. And since women have got into the Church of England, it has just deteriorated. It's got even worse. But of course, Britain deteriorated back in 1952, 53, when the Queen became the head of state. And since 1952, 53, we've just sunk. The empire's gone. The Bible has been thrown out. And I won't spend any time discussing the horrors or evils of the world since uh, Britain stopped being governed by men, even weak men are better than no men, but women in scripture, unclean spirits, yes, several in scripture, I gave the account from Acts of the Apostles, but most of the evil people in scripture, most of the people with power in scripture being men, but in the tribulation, because men today worship women, because men today are very much into uh, the worship of women and they really are today even men were pushing hard for hillary to win the last election the lord will give men in the tribulation what they really want they're going to allow he allow men to really worship women not just porn stars or movie stars or politicians but he'll give 
men and the tribulation women to fall in love with but of course those women are going to be just wicked and just destroy you going back to, once again to the wicked witch of the east many many years ago and every movie since then has flirted with women being able to seduce men put spells on men put a hex on men and again witches witchcraft mainly women heavily populated by women and uh, like we say you get the governments that you deserve you get the uh, you get the religions that you deserve and the antichrist that you deserve and the false prophet that you deserve and this flying basket whatever it is will, uh, will enter into your house and it'll just destroy your property from within and it'll just cut you off because you won't do what the lord wants you to do and you'll perish forever and uh, i don't want that to happen to anybody watching this video and i just implore anybody to be born again to receive christ as their savior we're living in such strange times such uncertainty talk of the u.s election being postponed and who knows if that's going to be uh, that's going to be if that's going to be possible or not a possible civil war after the u.s election a wind of discontent in the uk a second and perhaps third wave coming in just wiping out thousands of people and yet in spite of all that in spite of all the uncertainties and insecurities people are still not coming to the lord in this country anyway receiving christ as a savior they're still turning to computer games television entertainment drinking too much doing too many drugs feeding the flesh and uh, again it's just getting get worse and worse and worse picturing the word of god how in the last days men will be lovers of themselves proud boasters blasphemers disobedient to parents so on and so forth and it really will get a whole lot worse until it gets any better and i will now sign out from the open air pulpits and wish you every blessing and peace in the wonderful name of jesus christ amen and amen